3: Little fellow, you must have given up the hope of living.
1: Uh Uh-uh. On the contrary. I do not let the word death bother me. Same here, baby. Then what are you waiting for?
2: (laughs) Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
3: Hey everybody, welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Ken, I'm going to be your host today, and we have the full contingent of Triviality hosts in the studio, Neil, Matt, and Jeff. And also on the Skype today, we have Rich Flegel. How you doing today, Rich?
0: Not too bad, how you guys doing?
3: Good, and uh, glad to have you back on the show. Last time we wanted to do a game of death, but we had, uh, had something come up, so today we are officially doing your game of death.
4: Yeah, thank you, Rich, for showing up. We know um, that uh, you were uh, ready to compete against us last time, uh, but we weren't able to do that. So uh, you came uh, prepped and ready today to face us in the Pagoda.
5: I believe the Pagoda was being remodeled last time, so.
4: Yeah, new coat of paint. Uh, We hired some kids from college. They did not paint it correctly, so we had to do it ourselves. So it took a little extra time. Yeah, interns are the worst.
3: I do believe that last time you were on the show, you were the cream of the crop. Is that correct? I was, barely. And today we're going to have to see if you're the Kareem of the crop. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, I'll go over the rules for Game of Death. Uh, we have five questions for each one of our Triviality hosts in their specialized categories. Then we go to the swing round, as traditionally, except Rich will get double points on that to, uh, to turn the tides into his favor. And uh, once more, Rich gets a, a category of his choosing, and he gets to pick the Triviality host that he goes up against. The final round will consist of Rich going against all three Triviality members, as per usual, five categorized questions and wagering zero to thirty points. Rich will have the choice of five categories out of ten that I've come up with today. So we'll find out if he's the Kareem of the crop. And without further ado, uh, I think we should get started with uh, Neil's round. Are you ready, Rich? Yes. Alright, so your questions are in movies, music, and pop culture and the first question is a music question when shooting the cover for the album this year's model the artist who is shown on the cover behind a camera requested that the album hotel california be played as he loathed it and wanted to look angry during the shoot who is the musical artist in question
4: there's a lot there the album's called this year's model
3: this year's model
4: any ideas there neil no i have no idea um, I'm not too good with album covers, so
0: music is my worst category. <laughs> I, I I like certain songs, but I don't know. I never know albums or artists. I'm just mm-hmm. just a black hole. I'll never know the answer. Uh, but I got. I'm gonna lock in with a guess.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, my yeah. logic here is uh, I'm trying to think of someone who would be forthright with their distaste in mu- certain music and would think of it being kind of funny that they were behind a camera listening to this music and it would become like a marketing tool um i'm just trying to decide if it's someone old or if it's someone who's like a hipster now saying oh i don't like hotel california
2: yeah how can you hate that song how can you not hate that (laughs) it's it's slightly narcissistic and about getting wasted in a california hotel
4: the the dude hates the eagles so Mm -hmm. i can't (laughs)
2: wait fair enough
4: all right i i have no idea i'm just putting in a random answer okay uh neil uh, I don't know why, because I, I looked at Ken, and I don't know why this came up. I just put Andrew WK. Okay. Yeah.
3: And Rich?
0: Uh, I thought it'd be funny if it was Joe Walsh when he went solo.
3: Yeah, that, that would be funny. But uh, Neil said, is it a hipster or an older guy? What if I told you it was an old hipster? It was Elvis Costello. Oh, oh okay. Mm. That
4: makes sense.
5: Yeah, I don't think Andrew WK like hates
4: anything. Yeah, he no. just likes to party. He like <laughs> likes to party, huh? <laughs> yeah, and get, get punched in the face or something. Right.
3: All right, moving on to the next question. Now a household name due to critical success in films such as Lady Bird and Brooklyn, Saoirse Ronan got an early start, first appearing in films in 2007. One of the breakout roles from that year was playing Bryony Tallis, age 13, in what film? One of those breakout roles from that year was playing Bryony Tallis, age 13, in what film?
5: Hmm. Hmm. Have you seen Lady Bird, Neil? Yeah, I have, yeah. Good
4: movie? Uh, Yeah, it was enjoyable, yeah. Um, Laurie Metcalf is very good in that, who plays her mother, and Tracy Lutz, who plays her father. Um, Okay, I I have a few that I'm uh, thinking about. I just don't...
5: Is that Laurie Metcalf of all that fame?
4: No, no, from uh, Roseanne and Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Who am I
0: thinking of? Uh, I'm locked in. I, I got a wrong answer.
4: Okay. Rich is locked. Neil, what are you thinking? I'm I'm between a, a few. Um, the only ones I can think of off the top of my head right now are Atonement, Hannah, and Lion, the Rich, Witch in the Wardrobe. I don't know if she's in The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe. I don't think she is. Um, she works with Joe Wright pretty often, who directed Hannah and Atonement. And I think she's a young girl in Atonement dealing with an older guy played by, uh, I think it's James McAvoy. Anyway, uh, I, I'm unsure. I'm going to go with Atonement okay atonement from neil and rich
0: uh little miss sunshine
4: it's not a bad
3: guess around the right time but uh neil is correct it is atonement
5: uh, Briony definitely sounded like a character from lion the witch in the wardrobe once he said that i was like oh it might be
4: that yeah that's quite kind of threw me off course i just know that that was her breakout role and i was i, went, I couldn't remember if it was 2007 or not but she works with joe wright a lot british director mm-hmm.
3: Yep, yeah, you were right um and the, uh, the character appears as a younger version and an older version, which is why it was age 13. All right, moving on to uh, the second music question. What two objects make up the title of the band Transplants' first single? You may recognize the catchy piano hook from the Garnier Fructis commercials, but don't let that distract you from the subject matter. You guys all know the song, though, right? From the Garnier Fructis? No, I can't even. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cue that song.
0: Yes. I couldn't even tell you what genre that that is. Like, I could I could guess, but jeez.
3: Ah, okay, so Rich, you're you're tapping out. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, what are you going with, Neil? I went with
4: shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders.
3: The answer is diamonds and guns. Oh.
4: Oh. Never would have gotten that in a million years.
0: I was just going to throw words together, and I was going to say Iron Flamingo. Like, I couldn't. I have no idea. All
3: right. Well, sorry for for that difficult one for you guys, but uh, just uh, moving on to the next question. According to some sources, what attraction upon opening at Disneyland Theme Park could have accurately had a banner reading, featuring real human remains?
0: Uh, I'm locked in. Okay
4: you have any ideas? No, I I got the movie question right, so I'm proud of myself. That's all that matters. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's start with Neil. Uh, I just put the uh, Disney World uh, fireworks display.
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay. And Rich? Uh, I said Pirates of the Caribbean. The correct answer is Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Straight up, yes. (laughs) These real skeletons or something. Yeah, real real skulls in in the attraction, apparently. And maybe still. Maybe Mm -hmm. still. But nobody can say for sure. They're really sense. secretive about that kind of thing. Yeah. Alright, last question. In the uh, movie, music, and pop culture round, what Hellboy director was previously slotted to direct the Hobbit films? Mm-hmm. After Peter Jackson took back the helm, he still maintained a screenwriting credit.
4: I'm in. Neil
5: looks disgusted with the other questions, but he's very happy that he's got this one. Yeah. They're making a new Hellboy,
0: aren't they? Is that...
4: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, Neil Marshall and David Harbour from um, Stranger Things is going to be Hellboy.
0: Oh, that's right. I saw that. That should be pretty
4: cool. And Mila Jovovich will be the villain.
5: The old Hellboy was so, that's such perfect casting, though. Yeah, I
0: I like
4: that old one.
5: Yeah, Ron Perlman. I mean, for me, that's just all I could think of
0: with Hellboy. I feel like I know this, but it's not coming to me right now. All I could think of is Ron Perlman. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to tap out on this one.
3: Okay. Uh, rich is tapping and neil says
4: uh it's a recent award winner for the shape of water guillermo del toro
3: that is correct it is guillermo del toro maybe i didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on to the next round after the first round it looks like neil has racked up 20 points with two correct answers and rich had 10 okay moving on to the next round and this is going to be the sports and games round for matt we're going to start with my uh my favorite sport which is hockey What NHL franchise briefly changed their jersey logo to feature a fisherman from 1995 to 1997? Comparisons have been drawn to a famous fish stick slinger. Mm, That's mostly just a description of what the logo looked like rather than a a hard clue. I
4: think I actually know this one.
2: I think I know this one.
0: I'm going to lock in with an answer.
3: Okay, Matt is locked. Are there any uh, teams in your head, Rich?
0: Well, so I, I got it narrow down to two. Um, I, I know the uh, Hartford Whalers used to be a team, but I don't know when they stopped being a team. Okay. Um, and that would make sense. But I feel like it was earlier than that. So I'm going to go with the Canucks.
3: Okay.
5: I, too, was between the Canucks and the Hartford Whalers. And uh, I'm going to trust the Gordon's Fisherman, and he was leaning me towards the Hartford Whalers. So I said the Whalers.
3: Well, the Gorton's fisherman—not <laughs> technically, but it, he looked an awful lot like him—was featured on the New York Islanders oh. jerseys. Oh, the Islanders! Yes. That makes yes. sense. Very short-lived. People did not care for it. Yeah, I believe that was also in the uh, around the Spano era.
5: That makes sense. The way the whalers, I think, were gone by '96. Actually, I, I think I, so too.
2: I did check that their last year in the league was '97. Okay, so the time frame oh. would have worked at least.
3: All right, moving on to maybe something that Matt knows a little bit about. What NBA franchise has lost the most championships?
5: Mm. So been in the finals
3: mm. and lost the most. Mm-hmm.
5: That's a good question. Who's the biggest loser?
3: <laughs> it's it's hard to call this team losers when they're you know, in yeah, the finals in, in that the much. Finals, yeah.
2: <laughs> nope, I'm going to put my foot down and say they're the biggest losers.
3: Yeah. They're, they're the biggest losers and, and pretty big winners too. All right, I'm locked in.
2: Okay, then I'll talk
5: it out a little bit. Um, You know, I know the Heat have lost two, two or three. Cavs have lost two. The Rockets won. Hmm. I I think it'd be a team that had been around for a while. And you figure the Lakers have been in a ton. Um, They lost in 04, and I know they lost all those to the Celtics in the 80s when the Celtics won. Um, so i'm going to lock in with the los angeles
3: lakers uh rich what was your answer
0: Uh, i was kind of thinking along the same lines it's got to be somebody who's been to the championship a lot um i don't really watch the nba i grew up in syracuse we've got college basketball um (laughs) but uh i I went with the celtics
3: celtics okay well matt was correct it is the minneapolis slash los angeles lakers
4: Oh, they were in Minneapolis. That's that, how they got the name. That is why they are the Lakers.
0: You ever see a basketball? At the beginning, they do that whole thing about all the teams that have relocated. So they're like the Lakers moved to Los Angeles, where there aren't no lakes. The New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah, where there is no jazz.
4: I don't remember that. That's funny though. That's a good way to remember it now. So the, the Lakers are
5: sixteen and fifteen. The Celtics are seventeen and four. Um, that's, that's amazing actually uh, tied for second with the most losses would be the New York Knicks and the Philadelphia 76ers both with six losses in the finals
0: that's not even
3: close
5: uh, the Lakers have actually been to 31 finals so they've had lots of opportunities for losses that would be more there. finals than anybody else <laughs> yes that would be so. All
2: right.
3: thanks for that extra info Matt All right. next question in the UFC what is the weight class that represents an upper limit of 115 pounds it's the lightest class represented in the UFC mm. currently. And I think uh, only uh, only women fight in that this weight class currently. Oh.
5: Yeah, I hmm. I have an answer, but I don't think it's right, but I'm going to lock in with my answer.
3: Okay.
0: All right, well, so I don't really watch UFC, but I am a big fan of boxing, so I don't know if the weight classes correlate exactly, but um, being that you said it's the lightest that women fight in or that only women fight in, um, I think there's a featherweight for men, so I said flyweight.
3: Okay, flyweight is definitely down there. Uh, Matt, what did you say? Yeah, I was thinking
5: around flyweight, but I I hear this talked about for lightweight, um, and I think maybe it's correct. Bantamweight.
3: Yep, that's down there too. Uh, so you're both very near the uh, the bottom of the weight classes. But at uh, upper limit of one fifteen is straw weight. Ah. Uh, oh. Hmm. Uh... Yeah. So no points to be had on that one.
5: So I we'll think, just move right along to the next
4: question. Definitely have to
5: cut some weight to get down to straw weight. I think. Yeah. Start yeah. start
4: spitting. <sighs> <Right. laughs> yeah, I would have said bantam weight too. So
0: I'd have to cut off a few limbs. Yeah. I think, to get <laughs> <way>. <laughs> we'll
5: have to get on Neil's diet of uh, rice Krispies
4: with peanut butter every <laughs> morning.
3: <laughs> a rice, uh, R- rice rice cakes cake? rice, rice cakes <laughs> yeah
4: sugar free rice cakes l- low sodium. <laughs> Oh, and shout-out to Dan Lundberg, one of our, our listeners. Every time I eat a rice cake, I think of Dan because they're by the, the brand called Lundberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you
3: go. All right, moving on for a football question. What is the only NFL team to feature the team decal on only one side of the helmet? Mm-hmm. I'm
0: locked in.
5: I th- yeah, I think this is right. Uh, I'm locked in.
0: Okay, let's start with Rich. It's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt. I also went with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, you're both correct. So points all around there. How's their season going, Matt?
5: Yeah, you know, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> not a great not a great performance uh, by that defense, giving up 45 to the Blake Bortles.
3: All right, and I would be uh, remiss without one video game question. This one might be tough, but it is one from my childhood, so let's see what happens. What is the name of the protagonist featured in the NES game released by Konami in North America in 1989? It features side-scroll fighting, shooting, and driving levels. The Adventures of Bayou blank.
0: Ooh, I'm locked in. I had this.
3: Nice. Me too. I was, I was, um, a couple of years back, I was like, what's that game I used to play? And I was like trying to find it. Couldn't remember the name at all. I just kind of remembered certain things about it. So I did a, a vast Google search and I finally located it. Bayou, huh? The Adventures of Bayou.
0: Blank. Oh, I was so bad at this game, too. It was so hard. It's really hard.
3: I think,
5: <laughs> I think there might be an episode of The Angry Video Game Nerd on this that I've seen on YouTube. And, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of Lester the Unlikely, which is also a terrible game. uh All right, I'm locked in with an answer.
3: Okay, Matt, let's start with you.
5: I thought uh, a lot of those games uh, have a lot of alliteration, so I just went with
3: Bayou Billy. Bayou Billy from Matt and Rich. Yeah, it was Bayou Billy. Yep, The Adventures <laughs> of Bayou Billy. Matt lucked into it, it, it Rich had, knew it. It so. had to be in the back of my head somewhere. <laughs> all right so matt racked up 30 points on that round and uh, rich racked up 20 on Mm. that round so that brings triviality to 50 points Mm. and rich to 30 points tight game so tight game so far okay so for today's uh swing round we're going to be doing uh something kind of fun it's a bit about movies and a bit about music crap
0: I did just say that music is my worst category, right? Right.
3: Well, you get
5: double points here, so maybe you just have to get a couple of them.
3: So what I'm going to do is describe scenes from films, and I want to know the song associated with that scene. And so we're looking for song titles uh, specifically. There's there's going to be 10 questions, and they're going to be worth 5 points apiece for Triviality and 10 for Rich. So without further ado, let's get started. If anybody listened to our uh, recent episode, we talked a little bit about Moneyball and Sabermetrics. All of, all of our listeners have heard this song, as it was in uh, the previous episode. Um, Jack leaps from the back of a pickup truck in room. Also, that one post-rock song from Moneyball. Mm. The next one is... Wayne, Garth, and friends rock out in a car during the opening to Wayne's World. The next one is, Michael Madsen does a little dance and cuts off a cop's ear in Reservoir Dogs.
0: Oh, I know that one.
3: The next one is, Sung at Blue's Funeral by Will Ferrell in Old School. You're my boy, Blue. Rocky trains in a Russian barn in Rocky IV. And the next one is, The crowd isn't ready for it yet, but their kids will love it as Marty wails at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. The next one is the official Dobbler moment as John Cusack hoists a boombox over his head in Say Anything. Bill Murray wakes to the song every same morning in Groundhog's Day. Here's a tough one. Faye Wong's song of choice in the entire last act of Chunking Express. And finally, I'll leave the spoilers out, but Ed Norton and Helena Bonham Carter checking out the view at the end of Fight Club. If you're looking for the answer to this, just try not to pause the film on the last few frames of the movie. You just want to run through all of them one more time? Okay, so starting right off, this first one should be somewhat familiar to some of our listeners, as I dropped in a clip from this in a previous episode recently. Jack leaps from the back of a pickup truck in Room, also that one post-rock song from Moneyball. Sorry, that one's a little uh, difficult, but I just thought it would be uh, entertaining since it was featured in the previous episode. Number two, Wayne, Garth, and friends rock out in a car during the opening to Wayne's World. Number three, Michael Madsen does a little dance and cuts off a cop's ear in Reservoir Dogs. Number four, sung at Blue's Funeral by Will Ferrell in Old School. You're my boy, Blue. Number five. Rocky trains in a Russian barn in Rocky Four, Number six, the crowd isn't ready for it yet, but their kids will love it, as Marty wails at the enchantment under the sea dance. Number seven, the official Dobbler moment, as John Cusack hoists a boombox over his head and say anything. Number eight, Bill Murray wakes to the song every same morning in Groundhog's Day. Number nine, it's a bit of a tough one. Fei Wong's Song of Choice in the entire second act of Chungking Express. And finally, number 10, I'll leave the spoilers out, but Ed Norton and Helena Bonham Carter checking out The View at the end of Fight Club. If you're looking for the answer to this one, just be careful not to pause the film on the last few frames.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: So for the list here, uh, I believe I have everything except one and nine. Okay. Um, so Wayne and Garth, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. By Queen, yep. Yep. Uh, number three. Stuck uh, in
2: the Middle by Steeler's Wheel.
4: Yep. Number four. Dust, Dust in the, the Wind one. by Kansas. Yep. Uh, Rocky Four is it's, uh, Hearts on Fire. Yes. Yes. Um everyone
5: will think it's Survivor, but it's not. Eye of the
2: Tiger,
4: yeah. Uh, number six is Johnny Be Good. Johnny Be Good, yeah. Number seven is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. In your eyes. Is, That's that, what, right. is that the name of the song?
2: In your eyes, yes. Okay, so I want to make sure it's the title. Yeah. Uh
4: number eight is I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher. Okay. Um because I believe every morning like someone goes Sound. I don't I don't remember. It's
2: been a long time since I've seen Groundhog Day.
4: Um Chunking Express, I, I don't remember. Uh, number ten I believe is Pixies Where is My Mind? Is that the title?
3: That is the that is the name of the song. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm almost positive. Yeah. That's where's that my mind.
4: Sense. That's the one where it's like, where is my mind? Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Okay, so these guys have discussed in the studio a bit. Um, and came up with some answers. How about you? How were these for you?
0: Some were easier than others. I've seen maybe all but one of these movies, so I feel like I should have known more of the answers.
3: Alright, well we'll just have to see how it goes So let's start with number one Which was admittedly a difficult one But I thought it would be a fun little bit of trivia Since pretty much everybody who's seen Moneyball or Room Has heard that song So it's the one from Jack Leaping from the Back of the Truck In Room and the song that plays throughout Moneyball uh, Let's start with uh, Team Triviality Matt said, uh, no one knows by Audiosly It's a good guess, <laughs> sort of <laughs> Yeah it's a guess. It's a good song. It's a guess. It's a good song. All right, let's uh, check with Rich. I didn't have
0: anything for this one.
3: Okay. The answer is The Mighty Rio Grande by This Will Destroy You.
5: Nope.
3: Nope. <laughs> like I said, that was a <laughs> hard one. It's yeah. just just a fun bit of trivia. All right, next is the Wayne's World opening. Let's start with Rich.
0: Uh, were they sing a Bohemian Rhapsody?
3: And Triviality? We have the same. That is correct. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. All right, moving on uh michael madsen as mr blonde in reservoir dogs i think uh jeff knew this one so go ahead
2: uh straight away this is the classic Steelers wheel hit stuck in the middle with you
3: yeah and rich
0: yeah i had stuck in the middle with you that's a great scene Mm
3: -hmm. yep it is stuck in the middle with you by Steelers wheel and uh the old school funeral lament let's start with rich i didn't have anything for this one and uh, triviality
2: I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. That's dust in the
3: wind by Kansas. Yep. Triviality gets points on that one. Yeah, it is. All right. Moving on to Rocky four, the, the training montage.
4: Yeah. So, uh, this has got one of the best soundtracks of the whole, uh, series with, uh, songs like no easy way out and, uh, James Brown in there too. But this one I believe is hearts on fire and rich.
0: I wasn't sure which one was in Rocky four. I said, "Eye of the tiger, but I didn't
3: think it was right. Yep. Uh, it is Hearts on Fire by yeah. John Cafferty. Uh, no
5: Easy Way Out has the classic driving scene where he and they reminisce on all, the, every single. The guy one.
2: from the Beaver Brown band?
3: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, moving on to Back to the Future. What song does Marty play for the Enchantment Under the Sea dance? Let's start with Rich. I got nothing. And triviality.
4: Uh, it's your cousin Marvin telling you about Johnny Be Good.
3: It is Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. <laughs> And moving on, the official Dobbler moment from Say Anything. Let's start with Rich.
0: I had In Your Eyes.
3: Okay, Triviality. We had the same. In Your Eyes, Peter Gabriel, that's right. Moving on to the next one, Bill Murray waking up in Groundhog's Day several, several thousand times. (laughs) Triviality?
4: Uh, We went with the musical stylings of I Got You, Babe.
3: And Rich? Yep, Sonny and Cher, I Got You, Babe. All right, you guys are both correct there. It is I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher. And this is a difficult one, but uh, the song that plays in the uh, second half of Chunking Express. Triviality.
4: Uh, so a lot of uh, films from Asia, um, they will incorporate uh, some Western music, uh, usually Popular culture music, and uh, we didn't really know what this one was, but uh, we just figured it might be something pretty iconic that maybe she would be utilizing throughout the film. So we went with "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Okay, and Rich?
3: uh yeah, I had nothing. <laughs> well, triviality's reasoning was actually pretty great. Uh, the answer is "California Dreamin'" by uh. the Mamas and the Papas, and it's relentlessly playing in that movie. Very good movie, though. Highly uh, recommend it. One Car Why? Is it One Car Yeah, yeah. And finally, the uh, last scene in Fight Club. Let's start with Rich. Nothing. Nothing there? I don't know. Where's my mind? Where is my mind by the Pixies is correct. Oh. Okay, so at the end of the swing round, it looks like both teams were able to rack up an extra 40 points, and the scores are now 70 for Rich. Triviality with
4: 90. Jeff is asleep in the studio. He was in a cryogenic freezer getting ready for his round. And uh, he's just been taken out right now, and he's in a robe.
3: Okay, we're moving on to Jeff's specialty round. We're going to give him a little history, geography, and science. How do you feel about this uh, section, Rich? We're uh, more in my wheelhouse here. All right, great. Well, let's, uh, let's see if we can turn it around on Team Triviality and work your way up the pagoda. All right, so your first question is, what red supergiant star, also known as Alpha Orionis, can easily be spotted in the night sky. It's the ninth brightest star from Earth viewing and sits in the unfortunate location of Orion's armpit.
0: I'm locked in.
3: Okay. How do you feel, Jeff? Unwell. (laughs) Do you know any other stars?
2: I know a lot of stars, yeah
4: George Clooney, Brad Pitt yeah. That's right That's exactly what <laughs> I was thinking. Uh, All those Oceans guys Yep. Just, just, the, just basically the whole cast of Oceans 11 mm-hmm. That's it
2: I don't know it, so I'll just put in a guess
3: Okay, Jeff with a guess What are you going with? Uh, Proxima Centuri Okay, and Rich uh, I also had no
0: way of getting this So I just guessed a star I said Rigel
3: Okay, good guesses uh, The answer is the Tim Burton classic oh. Beetlejuice Ah. Uh-huh. And uh this is actually an enormous star. Um I knew it was big, but I had no idea how big uh it would actually extend past the asteroid belt in our own solar system. If you can imagine that.
2: Wow. If it was centered on the sun.
3: Yeah, it would engulf uh, Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next question is a bit history, a bit geography. The Vasa Museum is a maritime museum that boasts the only almost fully intact 17th century ship. The Vasa a sixty-four gun warship that sunk in sixteen twenty-eight. What city would you need to travel to to see this marvel?
0: You said it's the Vasa Museum.
3: Mm-hmm. And the Va- and Vasa is also the name the name of the ship.
0: Oh. Right.
5: This is why I'm not allowed on this floor of the pagoda. I shouldn't be allowed on this floor <laughs> of the pagoda
4: today. Yeah, these, are, in, these are kind
3: of tough. So yeah.
4: I'm in craft services already.
3: <laughs> I'm in with a guess. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm going to guess too. So, Vasa, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe is a Spanish ship. Okay. Um, so, uh, ports in Spain, uh, maybe Rota. Okay. So, we am going to say Rota, Spain.
3: Okay. Jeff?
2: Um, I'm pretty sure it's on the coast. I, too, was thinking Spain, by the way, with the Spanish Armada um, being quite prevalent um, so I went some something I know is on the coast. I went um Barcelona.
3: Okay, not bad reasoning. However, the Vasa Museum is, in fact, in Stockholm, Sweden. You know what? <laughs> I'm really upset
2: because I was thinking, this is a Sweden question, isn't it? It's a uh-huh. Stockholm, Sweden question. Every
3: now and again, I throw one in there. <sighs>
5: Just say those things out loud, Jeff. That helps.
3: All right, so Jeff is looking a little frustrated here in the studio right now. So I thought I would throw him something. <laughs> about one of his favorite historical figures, but I bet you he won't know the answer, and he's going to (laughs) get furious. Eugene Victor Debs Ah. ran for president five times between 1904 and 1920, mostly as a socialist and for the final time from a prison cell. His imprisonment was for giving a speech that obstructed military recruitment, a violation of what federal law? I'm looking for the answer in form of an act. <laughs> uh, so it's the blank act. That's
4: brutal. Are you in already, Jeff?
2: I don't know it, but I'm finding something you'll find humorous.
4: Oh,
0: okay. All right. So
3: I am also locked in. Okay. Jeff, do you have an answer?
2: Uh, yeah. The only act that I happen to know um, is the Hatch Act. So, um, Hatch Act. But I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with that.
3: Okay. <laughs> and Rich. Um,
0: I don't know what that would be. The time frame sounds about right for, uh, the draft for one of the world wars. So I said the conscription act.
3: Okay. The correct answer is the espionage act of uh. 1917. Oh, Ooh, and it was, sense, it was actually. world
2: war one that he, he was sentenced to yeah. during. That makes a lot of sense. So I was recently in Kansas city at the world war one museum and there was a thing for Eugene Victor Debs and I'm taking, I'm looking through my photos right now to see if I took a photo of it. Cause it was pretty funny. Uh, but I can't find it. (laughs)
3: Well, if he ever finds it, we'll post it on the Facebook. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to a geography question in what has turned out to be a tough history, geography, and science round. According to the greatest piece of music written in the 20th century, Africa by Toto, obviously, Mm. (laughs) Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. They are somewhat correct in this assessment, as Kilimanjaro lies just east and a little south of the Serengeti National Park Near the border of Kenya, and what country, which contains both—that is, contains both Kilimanjaro and the Serengeti National Park?
0: Well, I just assumed it was in Kenya, so now I got to think
3: about this. Yeah,
4: you and me both. <laughs> it's very,
3: it's very near the border to Kenya.
4: How is your African geography, Rich? Well, <laughs> I see that giant map of Africa behind you, so you're a fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually pictures of my kids. Um... <laughs>
4: Oh, you named one of your kids uh, South Africa?
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, Johannesburg. Actually, ah, <laughs> it's a
5: beautiful name. I think this round
4: broke Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is a broken man.
2: Um, yeah, I have a. I'm like Neil without the Limitless pill right now. Yeah.
0: Um, um. You guys were talking about that Limitless pill on a previous episode. It got me thinking. So I'm actually a type two narcoleptic.
5: Uh, oh yeah. wow.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's a life. Um, huh. But uh, one of the, that medicine from that movie is based on a real medication.
4: Oh, is it um, really? Which,
0: they, which I'm actually prescribed. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's not quite as cool as that, but it's pretty awesome.
4: <laughs> oh, I had no idea. Yeah, they're just making fun of my migraine medicine I take, but I didn't realize that there actually is somewhat of a limitless pill.
5: <laughs> we love yeah, to openly it's... mock migraines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the condition with which and, I'm uh, suffering.
0: I don't know. It... it it regulates the chemicals that keep you asleep and regulate your sleep cycle, hmm. Hmm. Um, among other other things. But um, supposedly that's supposed to help your brain function.
2: But does it help you with African geography? I know right where it is, too. I'm just trying to redraw Africa in my head. Sorry. You could uh, redraw Africa yeah. on your paper. Yeah, I could. Um, I don't think I'm going to get there any faster, though. It's, uh. I
4: think the French tried to do that, and they were pushed out.
2: It's really bothering me because I've been... <laughs> <laughs> Oh I've been I've been trying history. to learn Ooh, uh. <laughs> I've been trying to learn African geography more consistently lately. Yeah. And uh, it's paying off. <laughs> Alright, I'll take a guess. It's in the general area, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm
3: wrong. Okay. Jeff is in. Rich? I'm going the wrong direction. I can
0: picture some of the countries that border it, but I'm thinking it's probably the one just south of it, and I can't think of what country that is. Mm-hmm. The Congo's two away, I think, so that's not it. Um I I know it borders it but I think it's more to the east. I'm going to say Ethiopia.
3: Okay. Ethiopia from Rich. Jeff.
2: Um I'm pretty sure I'm on the wrong side of the continent, but at least I'm south. I said Namibia.
3: The correct answer is Tanzania. Ah. Uh, that's it. All right, so no points on this round yet.
4: I loved the um the song that uh, Phil Collins did for Tanzania. <laughs> You'll <laughs> be in my heart, I think.
3: Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. All right, moving on. Mercifully to the final question of uh, this round. I have
2: never not gotten one right in my round, so this is interesting.
3: What stage of the cell cycle represents already replicated chromosomes being separated into two ah. new nuclei?
2: The stage at which they're separating?
3: They're separating into two new nuclei. I'm in. Okay, Jeff is in.
0: Um, yeah, I guess so. i mean in. I think it's mitosis.
3: Okay, mitosis for Rich.
2: I think the specific one that you're talking about is telophase, which is where they're separating.
3: The correct answer is mitosis. Oh, Mm. I thought
5: it was mitosis.
3: All right, so Rich gets 10 points on the round. Triviality gets no points on the round, unfortunately, but it brings Rich closer to taking over the pagoda. He has 80 (laughs) points, and Triviality has 90 points. Mm. Wow
4: getting nerve-wracking in here
3: so yes. that means we move into rich's round of choice which he had emailed me that he wanted some seinfeld questions oh. so he can go up against any triviality member besides me that he prefers and that will be who well, i'm gonna take on matt yeah this is a this is a, that's a sporting choice going with matt
4: how you much know, how much do thing. i know about nothing I'm a fan of Seinfeld. I'm not, I'm not sure how much I know, but it's uh, one of my favorite sitcoms.
0: I, I am of the opinion that it's the greatest show to ever
3: be on television.
4: Yeah, it might, it might be the best sitcom of all time. I might agree with you on that one. So it's Rich, just never old.
3: So Rich has decided to give Triviality a sporting chance in this and picked Matt, so we are going to get started right off in the Seinfeld category. And the first question. The Kavorka, a power that Kramer possesses that makes him irresistible to Sister Roberta is a latvian word that means what according to the father and by father i mean the uh, religious figure that kramer visits
5: Mm. Ah, crap (laughs) (laughs) i know the episode
3: i'm locked in okay rich is in
5: yeah i don't know i'm locked in sure
3: okay let's start with matt
5: uh i think it was something like the stink or something i just said the musk the musk okay rich
0: Uh, Yeah, I thought it was something along that lines like animal magnetism or wild animal, animal musk. Uh, I said wild animal.
3: Yeah, Rich is really close. It's the lure of the animal. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. All right, so starting off clean in this round. (laughs) Going on to the next question. In the episode titled The Good Samaritan, Jerry suggests that saying you are so good looking should replace what? (laughs) I know this one. I'm locked in. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, what is it? You are so good looking. (laughs) Because I know it. hmm. Elaine says it at the end, and that's all I could think of. It's
4: a good question. Yeah, I'm locked in. Okay,
3: let's start with Rich here. It's uh, God bless you.
5: Mm. How about you, Matt? I just put excuse me.
3: Okay, close, but uh, it is God bless you, and that will bring Rich up to a tie with Triviality at 90 points. Ooh. All right, third question in the Seinfeld round. What is the Soup Nazi's actual name? Oh, God. And I will accept either his first or last name as correct answer or both. I'm locked in. Wow, Damn. he knew it. Hmm. It's not
0: Soup. I know. <laughs> Mr. I'm Matt. pretty sure they only say it right in the finale. They call him to the stand to uh, talk to the, you know, to give his testimony. Yeah. And everyone's like, who is that? <laughs>
3: and hmm
5: um i'm probably not gonna get this so i'm just gonna put a name
3: okay let's start with matt
5: i said roberto
3: and rich i think it's yev kasem yev kasem is exactly correct i was never gonna get that <laughs> uh yeah the the soup kitchen was actually a uh, based on a real place uh, that Jerry used to visit, and what would you say? Yeah, was?
5: after uh, after the episode aired, there were people that were going there, and they were basically being jerks on purpose, trying to get kicked out. And he couldn't handle it anymore, so he actually shut the place down because he it oh, was man. it was too much. Like of a that, that's thing. that's a shame. Yeah. i think uh, i think yeah. after
0: that though he sold the soups like he uh packaged them and mm. sold them in grocery stores he yeah buy he,
4: he did all right <laughs> so.
3: neil you actually met this actor didn't you
4: yeah when i was uh 20 um i'd written a, a script of a friend uh, of mine named joe and it was about working at blockbuster called tentpole and larry was gonna uh, be one of the stars of the film he's gonna be the manager of the uh tentpole video store and a uh, really nice guy we did a fundraiser and he still works locally here in Chicago quite a bit, and uh, in LA. His name's Larry Thomas. Uh, really nice guy, though. He's always up for pictures and autographs and uh, reliving uh, his Seinfeld days. So That's if you cool. see him, pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool.
3: And the fourth question, pretty simple one. Who threatens to put the kibosh on Jerry? He's kiboshed before. Will huh. kibosh again?
5: Man, I don't know anything about Seinfeld. Apparently, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I chose wisely.
5: Mm-hmm. I've seen all these episodes. I just don't know. It's a Festivus miracle. Yeah, outside of, uh, I guess, surface-level stuff. I don't know. I'm locked in with an answer.
3: Okay. Matt's locked in. Are you good here, Rich? I think I think I know. I'm not sure. I'm locked in. All right, let's start with Rich. Uh, is it Joe Davola? Crazy Joe Davola. How about you, Matt?
5: Yeah, I was thinking either him or Kenny Banya, but I ended up going with his nemesis, Newman.
3: Newman. It is Crazy Joe Davola. Mm. And finally... The least fun Seinfeld question I could think of. Episodes of the program end with a display of various production logos. The final plays a tune and shows a lighthouse. What production company does that represent? I know one. Uh, I'm locked in.
5: Okay, I'm locked in.
3: Okay, Matt is in. You want to go ahead? Is it uh, Castle Rock? Castle Rock? How about you, Rich?
0: Uh, That's a better answer. I said
3: Touchstone. And the correct answer is Castle Rock Entertainment, so points for triviality on that one. So All we right. got uh, one right in that round, and uh, I believe you had three right, right, Rich? Yes. Okay, so that brings the total scores to,
5: Matt? 100 to 110. We are down going into the final.
3: Ooh. So Rich makes his move oh, in the Seinfeld round as expected, and with that we will move straight to the final round. I will be presenting 10 final round categories to Rich, and he will pick his five favorite. So, the final round categories that you can wager 0-30 to points on are Taking a Dip Keyboard Shortcuts Modern Literature A Little Punishment I Get a Kick Out of You Taxonomy Museums Hey Bartender Title Roles or Falsely Accused
0: I'm gonna go with uh, Keyboard Shortcuts Modern Lit Taxonomy Hey, Bartender, and whatever the punishment, Little Punishment.
3: Okay, so Rich has gone with Keyboard Shortcuts, Modern Literature, Taxonomy, Hey, Bartender, and A Little Punishment. We'll uh, get the uh, locked-in wagers in a moment, and then we'll move on to the questions. Okay, the wagers are in for both teams, so without further ado, we are going to get started with our first category, Keyboard Shortcuts what modern musical act acquired their name derived from a keyboard shortcut on Mac that allows the users to create a triangle second question is in modern literature what French graphic novel by Julie Moreau published in 2010 originally had the title blue angel the next question is in taxonomy cetacean's closest ancestor Shares the suborder Whipomorpha. Given that cetacea is an infraorder containing whales and dolphins, what is the common name for the family of animals which shares Whipomorpha? Next question is Hey bartender. Hey bartender, I want to mix some vodka, sugar, throw a little lemon juice in there, put in a tall glass, maybe a couple ice cubes, fill the glass with iced tea, and maybe give it a little stir. What did I just order? And finally, a little punishment. The character of Frank Castle, or The Punisher, has once again returned to the screen in the form of John Bernthal in the Netflix series Marvel's The Punisher. Three actors have portrayed this character in live action theatrical films, and I'd like you to name two. All right, I'm just going to reread all of them really quick. Keyboard shortcuts. What modern musical act acquired their name derived from a keyboard shortcut on Mac that allows the user to create a triangle? Modern lit. What French graphic novel by Julie Moreau published in 2010 originally had the title Blue Angel? Taxonomy. Cetacean's closest ancestor shares the suborder Whipomorpha. Given that Cetacea is an infraorder containing whales and dolphins, What is the common name for the family of animals which shares Whipomorpha? So, in other words, when you're distinguishing animals, you got whales and dolphins, this creature, and then whippomorpha is both of them. Bartender is um, vodka, sugar, lemon juice, and a tall glass. Ice cubes, iced tea, and stirred. And then a little punishment is... uh, Two of the three actors that portrayed Frank Castle or The Punisher in live action films. <laughs>
1: Is that Johannesburg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby Johannesburg. Wanna learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host Nerdwallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances.
4: Okay, so the first one, we're, we're good. The only one I can think of is Alt-J because it sounds like a keyboard shortcut.
2: The other thing that I like about that is they're obsessed with triangles and MC Escher tessellations. So Alt-J makes a lot of sense okay. in that case, too.
4: Okay. All right, so Alt-J. Um, it, is that drink one possibly like a Tom Collins? I don't know what's in that. but No. No? Okay.
5: Um so the the thought would be it's a Long Island, but that's not because because it's like four alcohols, right? Well, and, and there's actually no iced tea in a Long Island iced tea. Um, what do you have anything for taxonomy?
2: Okay, so um, whippo. I'm trying to think about whippo morpha. Morpha is probably something with the mammalian side, but I'm trying to think about whippo would be.
5: So this 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 is the same class. So maybe this is ones with blowholes and then ones without, and maybe this is like oh
2: know, like, yeah, like a sea lion. Like no. sea lions are. Or... Well, sea lions and walruses are walrus.
4: What else has a blowhole?
2: It would make sense that walrus might be in there. It, it... could be walrus. They have blowholes.
4: Uh, so the actors just uh, Dolph Lundgren and Tom Jane. So the the lit one was a graphic novel and from France called yeah. Blue Angel. It was originally called...
3: titled Blue Angel.
4: I just I can I'm putting like Blue Angel together and putting France together in graphic novel, but I'm not, I'm. I can see pictures, but I can't describe them. Like, I, that's not going to help. Oh, I think I know what he's talking about, though.
3: All right. Well, tap
5: out on that one, then.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't care. We're done. <laughs> so after that discussion, we have both teams locked in. And uh, we're going to start with keyboard shortcuts. Rich had 10 on the line for this one. And Triviality gave us an Oakland 5. So I wanted to know. What modern musical act acquired their name derived from a keyboard shortcut on a Mac that allows a user to create a triangle? Start with Rich.
2: So I
0: work in IT, and I was like, oh, keyboard shortcuts, I know all of those. And then you said Apple, or uh, Mac, Mac, and I'm like, oh, crap. Shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, so I just said Apple T. Uh, okay.
3: I just made that up. <laughs> right. And for triviality? Luckily, I'm a, I'm a Mac man,
5: but that actually didn't help us at all with the question. Uh, we went from the music angle and uh, said
3: Alt-J. The correct answer is Alt-J. So uh, Triviality will get five points on that one. Moving on to modern literature. Uh, Triviality struggled a little bit, but they did uh, wager another Oakland 5, and Rich wagered 10. The question was, what French graphic novel by Julie Moreau, published in 2010, originally had the title Blue Angel? Let's start with Rich. I
0: feel like I may have overextended myself on these wagers. (laughs) I had nothing, so I just said crap.
4: (laughs) And triviality.
5: So we we didn't have anything, but I think Neil has the answer now. It's not
3: going to count, but.
4: Yeah, for no points. If I'm correct, uh, I'm thinking it's. I came at it from a film angle, and I think it's a movie with Leia Sedu, which is blue is the warmest color.
3: Yep, unfortunately the correct answer is blue is the warmest color. Mm. Sorry it took Neil so long to come up with that. Yeah, that was my bad.
5: (laughs) The thing is, when you say I locked in, that's when all the information is like unleashed in your brain, and that's when you could actually
3: think of these (laughs) answers. Taxonomy question. I wanted to know what uh, creature shared uh, the suborder Whipomorpha with dolphins and whales. Um, Looks like Rich went hard in this one and wagered 20 and Triviality wagered, 10. So let's start with Triviality.
5: So, I mean, we didn't we didn't have that much of a clue on this one. We were thinking it's something, maybe it's something to do with uh, mammals who had or didn't have a blowhole, sea mammals, um, but we went with walrus.
3: Walrus from Triviality. Rich? Uh, I said
0: porpoise. Mm, porpoise. That's kind of close to whales and dolphins.
3: <laughs> well, the correct answer is kind of interesting, as it is the hippopotamus. Oh. Oh. Ah. Huh. You know, <laughs> like it is.
2: Well, yeah, that's close. That had crossed my radar. Um, oh, because it's aquatic. Well, that and they're they're very similar to. I mean, aside from the you know the bodies and legs and all the other nonsense, um, they are pretty similar. Oh. Um. Too, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was that close that it could be a yeah. suborder. The,
4: de- de- the deadly hippopotamus. Well, plus, if you're fans of Flight of the Concord, you know that their rhymes are bottomless. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Which is coming back. Yeah. They're doing a new season. Alright, for the next one, hey bartender, um, we had Rich wagering 10, and Triviality also going in for 10. And I want to know, what is the drink that consists of vodka, sugar, lemon juice, ice cubes, and iced tea? Let's start with Rich.
0: Uh, I said Arnold Palmer. Arnold
3: Palmer, how about Triviality? Uh, we went with uh, Phil's cousin, uh, Tom Collins. Two good men, Arnold Palmer and Tom Collins, but the correct answer is the ice pick. Oh, Ooh, ice pick sounds delicious. Any
4: any meaning behind that name, or just called ice pick? That's what that's what it's called. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with it. Yeah. Yes,
3: the uh, the Arnold
5: Palmer is just the uh, lemonade and black iced tea, yeah. and the
4: remains of Arnold Palmer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he did. You know, he only did that. He's yeah, about a year ago,
4: two years ago. Uh, yeah, I, I heard. Uh, <laughs> sorry, R.I.P. He he went to the Pearly Gates under par, though. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> And the final
3: category was A Little Punishment, and Rich wagered 10, as did Triviality. question was, name two of the three actors who played the Punisher in a live-action theatrical role. So let's start with Rich.
0: I was sure about one of them, but I wasn't sure about the other. I said Thomas Jane, because that one was actually good. (laughs) Uh, And for the other one, I said Dolph Lundgren.
3: Okay, Dolph Lundgren, Thomas Jane. Uh, we also went with Dolph Lundgren and Thomas Jane. Yep. Yeah, you guys are both correct and you will both get 10 points. Uh, Neil, did you know the last one?
4: Uh, yeah, it was the one with, it was uh, Punisher war zone. And I'm, I, I was trying to think of his name. He's uh, a British actor. Yeah. Ray St- uh, Stevenson. Yeah. Ray Stevenson. Uh, yeah.
2: From Rome. Yeah. Yeah. That one was less good. <laughs> Played uh, Titus Poliver in, in HBO's Rome.
3: And, mercifully, that will bring an end to the game. After the final round, the scores are Rich with 70 and Triviality with a tiny 85 points. <laughs> wow. But, regardless, we still stand at the top of the pagoda.
1: Why continue? Just let me pass. You have
3: forgotten that I, too, am not afraid of death.
4: A little, a little shaky at the top wow. of the pagoda Wow! What a, what a tight game that was. <laughs> that was a hard one. I'm
3: sorry, guys. It was brutal. But, uh, Rich... Great, uh, great effort from you. you. Conquered your personal round and uh, hope you had fun.
0: Uh, I had a lot of fun. Got a little overextended on the wagers, I think. That's what did it for me last, last time I came on the show. I
5: wagered big. And- in the final round, you want to be a little more defensive instead of your all-out attack. It's, it's not always the best way to go about those things.
3: <laughs> you might end up getting your neck snapped. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, well, if it's any <laughs> consolation, your squirrel nut zipper will be in the mail this week
5: fantastic fantastic. That, that is the uh the runner-up prizes and the at-home version well we, which is
2: we owed just him from beating in. us last time oh.
4: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah
3: so i guess that makes us even right yeah so we get a scroll the
4: <laughs> zippers so we'll just keep it
3: <laughs> we'll keep one we'll send one all right well thanks for joining us again uh rich i uh, hope you had fun Absolutely. And uh, again, if anybody uh, else wants to come on for A Game of Death, please uh, send us an email or hit us up on Facebook, and we'll be happy to add you to the list of uh, contestants. Um, Otherwise, please check out our Patreon page, also our uh, website, TrivialityPodcast.com, and our Facebook and Twitter at TrivialityPod. Our email address for Question 5 submissions is TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. So, for the gentleman in the studio here, and Rich, for this game of death, this was Triviality. Hey, message, I'll call you back, thanks. Jerry, Joe DiVola. I have a hair on my tongue. I can't get it off. You know how much I
5: hate that? Well, of course you do. You put it there. I know what you said about me, Seinfeld. I know you badmouthed me to the execs at NBC. Put the kibosh on my deal. Now I'm going to put the kibosh on you.
3: You know, I've kiboshed before. And I will